Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Well, Happy New Year to you all and welcome. This is Patricia Warby from Alchemy Therapies, my emotional audit, all the books and all the channels that I run. Um, a very, very Happy New Year to you all. And today I want to cover a subject that I covered first of all about three years ago, um, but I, I have some important updates to make on the subject. So we're going to talk about birth trauma and other forms of trauma that are unconsciously stored. And if, if my voice cracks a little bit, I apologize. There's all sorts of bugs going around and I think possibly I may be succumbing, but um, I am I'm perfectly okay at the moment. But uh, who knows? I know plenty of things are going around. So um, the issue I find with the people that come and see me is that they, they may have unconscious trauma. OK, and trauma isn't always the things that you are aware of that happen to you. There may be things that happen to you that you simply have no recollection of. And birth is a is a very good example of something that nobody really remembers their birth. It, it's impossible because your brain isn't fully formed at this point. Um, and you simply don't have the memory capacity to know what's going on. But it is undoubtedly one of the formative experiences for every nervous system. Uh, your nervous system is kind of adapting to its environment. And if your birth is difficult, shocking, traumatic in any way, and, and a lot of births are now, unfortunately, because of the way we, we kind of have encouraged births to be a surgical procedure, or they are, at the very least, in a very clinical environment with lots of bright lighting and loud noises and many, many people, um, and maybe a little bit of panic, you know, depending on what's going on. And the mother may be unprepared or, or simply very afraid of what's going on. You contrast that with how birth used to be, which would be... Uh, usually on all fours, certainly not lying down. Uh, it would have been surrounded by only a few close friends, maybe a midwife or a birth doula, um, maybe, you know, the partner. Uh, but certainly you would have had a, an expectation that it was going to be a natural process. And even if you were afraid, you would be encouraged to relax and go into the feelings and the process rather than resisting them, which is what tends to happen today. Um, there is such a lot to say on birth and why it's so wrong. You know, um, as soon as the baby comes, often the baby is cleaned and taken away from the mother. This is the opposite of what should happen. Uh, the umbilical cord is often cut far too soon. And what the baby most seeks, which is warmth and connection, is often denied for a length of time, sometimes for hours, depending on what's been going on, um, if for the baby or the mother and whoever needs help may, may need to be attended to. And so the baby doesn't always get into the close proximity that it needs. Now, believe it or not, those experiences are memorized in a part of your brain, even if you have no conscious recollection. And that's your limbic system. And your limbic system is your emotional brain and it sits right in the middle of your brain between uh, the left and the right and sort of between the front and the back it's it's the center of your brain and it connects with your survival mechanisms 
your physiological survival mechanisms, the ones that encourage you to take that first breath, to um, cry, to urinate, you know, all the basic mechanisms that we have are there at birth, but they are linked not to your cognitive brain, which is not really online, but your, your emotional centre. And what your emotional centre is kind of detecting is your, the safety of your environment. And it's saying almost a question, am I safe? Am I welcome? And if the, the first experience of you coming into this world is fraught with danger, that will be an imprint for the rest of your life that will kind of heighten your sensitivity and heighten the nervous system's responses to threat. Um, it's all down to the loss of initial soothing and connection. Um, and that's unfortunately going to play out in your life in ways that we see all around us. You know, I was listening to Binnie Dansby recently and she was talking about you know, violence, um, disconnection, uh, you know, rage generally is, is a common experience for many, many people because they've been denied this early sense of belonging in the world. And, and it is a terrible thing to feel you don't belong. It's a horrible experience that changes the way you perceive yourself and you may deny yourself or disavow yourself because of that. You, you perhaps deny your body. Um, and the long-term consequences, as I know only too well, uh, are that you end up disconnected and dissociated from your experience. And usually what then happens is some chronic condition will come along to kind of uh, express that for you. Because when you are in denial of, your, of the love and the connection that your body offers, you are going to break it down very gradually. And so usually sometimes in the 20s, but more often 30s and 40s, things will happen that will signify chronic disease or some form of chronic condition, whether that's anxiety, fatigue, um, pain, pains, dissociated rage, okay? That was what my PhD was on. Um, it's, it's suppressed and repressed within the body and it has to come out in some way. And pain is one of the ways it, it manifests. So um, it's very much a factor that we have kind of ignored and modern medicine kind of ignores because it doesn't look at the psychological component of health and disease. It only looks at the physical. And that is a response to a very long-term split that occurred within medicine um, over 300 years ago. It's called the Cartesian split coming from uh, Descartes, who was a philosopher at the time, scientist, philosopher. Um, and the idea was that uh, the church would deal with mind and science or medicine would deal with the body. And that's actually continued on to the present day. Now that I've talked about in other, in other presentations, so I'm not going to go into the deep reasoning why that occurred, but um, just understand that just because modern medicine sees it that way doesn't make it true, okay? That there are many psychological and emotional components to both health and well-being and also the opposite which is disease disease okay think about that word dis-ease okay something is amiss in your in your psychological construct of yourself your deep connection with yourself and 
as I've said, birth trauma is a really big component. But there are other ways in which this may come about. Um, early hospitalization or operations, for instance, can have a similar effect. For me, it was um, a tonsillectomy when I was seven, which I don't recall. I, I recall waking up. I have a recollection of waking up in the hospital and being really uh, dis discombobulated because I didn't know where I was or why. You know, I'd forgotten what I was in there for. And, and when you're just coming around from anaesthetic, you don't always have uh, full cognition for a while. Um, but I have no recollection of the operation, of course, because I was out uh, of consciousness. But of course, the same part of your brain that recalls your birth also recalls any operations, any sensations of threat, of which surgery is definitely considered a threat. It's, it's usually involves some form of cutting. Um, the body perceives that and feeds back information to your back brain and that gets recorded. Um, and these sensations of being um, maybe the way you were manipulated. I've had clients who start to enact in front of me um, pain in the jaw or if they've had like I had, you know, had to be clamped or um, parts of the body immobilized. That will reenact itself when you're allowing the the client to go into a very deeply meditative or relaxed state. And the tool I most use for that is EMDR or eye movement desensitization reprocessing, which is a bit of a mouthful, hence we call it EMDR for short. And um, you will read about EMDR, you will see many videos about it, you will uh, find that it's, it's kind of reasonably well known now for the treatment of PTSD, and in particular, um, addictions, those kinds of things, you know, but, but it's, it's the tool par excellence for trauma. But what many people don't realize is that you can actually use it to take a person into a state where the back brain's um, memories, the implicit memories that have been repressed can actually come into conscious awareness. And I've been developing this um, ability to read the facial expressions and body kind of uh, posture of my clients for many years now. I've been doing it for over 10 years. And I've noticed there are some telltale signals or what I would call um, signs of the back brain actually processing. So let me give you an example. Now, um, one thing that many people don't know is that I was trained in clinical hypnotherapy uh, before I did trauma work. And so a lot of what I do is a little different from what a standard psychological approach would be, where you would just talk to somebody. Talk therapy um, involves the cognitive brain and it doesn't really touch your emotional brain. Okay, So what EMDR seems to do is it bypasses the cognitive and gets you to the emotional very, very quickly. But if you can add in certain statements um, and get people into kind of an unconscious acceptance of what you are saying while you are doing the MDR, I find this is really profound. And I don't know anyone else who does this. Maybe if you do, if you're a therapist um, and you'd like to uh, comment or connect with me, please do. But um, so in standard uh, EMDR, you are silent as the therapist and you're simply moving your fingers in front of your client and they are following with their eye movements. Now, eye movements stimulate that implicit back brain processing 
and allow memories that perhaps you haven't thought about or didn't even recall to come up into your conscious awareness and they will spontaneously arise as you start to move and what you do with that is the important part now let's take a, an example of a client i had who um appeared to be reliving something rather difficult rather shocking rather stressful and i made a guess that it might be uh, his birth and so I made the suggestion as I'm moving my fingers, you are, you are recalling a time that was overwhelming, but it's okay, you're not there now. You're just remembering. And, and then you watch what happens to the body as that information is taken in. You know, you're establishing safety because you're giving the message that you're here and you're safe and you're with me. And that gives the, the brain permission, if you like, to relax its guard, its holding, its bracing position that is maintained for decades and to allow you to remember things or even reenact them. And, and what I've seen is reenactments of people pushing or, or releasing. Um, many, many different clients have shown me different ways in which this might happen. And it's not a standard way, right? Everyone is slightly different. And what these telling signs are can be movements of the shoulders. Uh, with the client I was just talking about, um, it was it was a sort of raising of the head and then, then the eyebrows and contortions of the face. It looked very much like he was coming into the world somehow through the birth canal. That's what it, it looked like. Um, but I've had other clients who do all sorts of unusual movements as they go through this process. And it's all so wonderfully releasing. Okay, so um, you may get a sensation of heat or cold. You may get a tingling sensation. That's a very common one. Or, or a feeling that you start with may start to move, and it usually moves upwards as we're working. But establishment of a baseline connection is what allows this to happen. And so me talking gently, I mean, I'm not, you know, rambling on, I'm just making a few connection kind of statements, you're here, you're with me, you're safe, allows all that to start to unfold. And what I find is, um, as people will start to release these memories, they, they're no longer in your back brain as implicit messages of threat, they're suddenly resolved, assimilated, digested in the here and now, as over, as in the past, and no longer, therefore, do they need to trigger symptoms in the body? And so some of the signs I see, apart from apart from movements or eyebrow raising, one of the most common is when the blink reflex comes in. And these are all completely unconscious movements. And you can consciously blink, um, but most of the time you're not thinking about blinking and that happens uh, just automatically. And that's because your autonomic nervous system, which links to your back brain, your emotional brain, is controlling all of the things that you do that, that kind of go on behind the scenes. We call it autonomic for a reason. But what I've seen when working with people and doing my EMDR, gently making those lovely calming suggestions, is that if I make a statement like, is it, can I uh, accept that I am safe now, or is it acceptable? Or it, I give myself permission to be okay in the here and now. And if 
the brain is taking that in, it will usually give me a single blink. It's like, okay, well, I'm thinking about that. We'll see. And if it's accepting it, I get a very rapid double blink. And that's something I've seen over and over. And I haven't seen it written down anywhere. And so I think this is perhaps something that I'm discovering. Um, that there is something in the blinking that kind of messages that uh, the brain is processing these implicit memories. And so um, overcoming this is entirely possible, okay? Um, the breath is also very powerful, of course, and sometimes I use havening where we, we take a nice deep breath as well and we, we stroke down the arms. Uh, and, and I usually, the way I work is I do havening before and after if I'm going to do EMDR or tapping in the middle it like bookends the session and just taking a nice deep breath of course connects you with being in your body and it's it's a counteract a counteraction to being dissociated and so doing this gently 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 bringing people into connection reiterating words and messages of safety allows you allows your back brain to start processing things that happened to you that overwhelmed you in the past and it is profoundly healing now, we think EMDR does this because when you're asleep in rapid eye movement or REM sleep, you'll sometimes hear it called dream sleep, it's the same thing, um, you are processing what happened to you. So it's a kind of memory processing state. And it seems like EMDR with its eye movements stimulates that. And of course, it's interrelational. So it's not like you're in a trance and you haven't got your eyes closed, you're actually you're connecting, but you're connecting with messages of safety while you're dealing with back brain implicit memory. So um, we don't exactly know how it works, but all we do know is it, it really, really works. It's such a profound tool. Um, and so I, I have had great response from doing this, and it always fascinates me how People can come away with a completely new awareness of themselves after maybe an hour of this work. Maybe the feelings that they've carried with them that they haven't even been able to put a name to, they just don't feel right or they feel distressed in some way or disconnected, just lifts. It lifts away because it's no longer being stored and they can come into a present awareness of themselves and know who they really are and that truly are welcome in this world and that gives you so many more choices in your conscious awake life well i hope that was helpful um any questions obviously put them in the chat and i'll do my best to respond um lovely to see you uh and work hopefully with some of you at some point um please do keep in connection and take care of yourselves so 2024 is an extraordinary year. Take care. Bye for now. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.